Hi, and welcome to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Robinson. Each week, I'll be joined by a guest comedian as we try and figure out what they believe that no one else seems to agree with. Their task is to convince me that they're not the weird ones and get me on their side. Sit back and relax as we take a journey through the dumbest character study in human history. Don't think too hard. This is Unpopular Opinion. Kia ora and welcome to the Unpopular Opinions Podcast, Episode 2. I'm your host, Sam Robinson. Today we have a great local comedian and one part of Wellington's premier feminist fruit-themed comedy punk band, The Rotten Cause, and a firm believer that the Kiwi is long extinct. Rosie Howells, how are we doing today? Well done on that introduction. Thanks. That was very impressive. Yeah, I didn't have to do it several times before starting, <laughs> starting this version of the recording. There's too many Fs in that introduction, I think. Fruit, feminist fruit-themed comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of... Um, it's kind of, what's that word called where like all the um, beginnings of things sound the same? Oh, I don't know. I have it's an it's English degree of, and I don't know. <laughs> it's a of, we, we used to call it in primary school, we used to call it shampoo. shampoo. It was simile, hyperbole, something, metaphor, oh. and then some others. This and it's is very impressive. Shampoo. You're a smart kid. On a metapat- no, I dropped no, out of not- school in year 11. <laughs> <laughs> My high school was really confused what to do with me because I was um, top of half my classes, and literally bottom of the other. <laughs> yeah. So I think they didn't know what to say to me. They were like, try less, oh, but actually don't try less than those. Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we say to you. I had the problem, which I think like a lot of gay kids have, where they were really great at math in year seven and eight. Like year seven and eight was their like peak for math. And then they got to high school and they were like, everything's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, they fell right off that bell curve so hard. Why is that a gay kid problem? I don't know. It just seems every, I mean, I really only talk to gay people. So <laughs> it might just, it might just be a product of my, uh, the people I talk to, but it just seems that every person I talk to seems to be like, you yeah, know, I was great at math and this and this year. And then just fell right off that when it came to high school. Yeah, that was me. Like English, um, media studies, history, great, math, science. I dropped science in year 10. Oh, you're allowed to do that? Well, not really. Um, By dropped, I mean started ditching every single class. Right. But they also had the audacity to make science the first period class every single day in year 10. No, no. No one wants that. No. No one, and I had math in year 11 as well, which is why I also dropped math in year 11. <laughs> no one wants to put on a Bunsen burner at 8.40am. Eh, depends, like, if you're a wake and bake type person. <laughs> so today, we're going to be discussing, uh, can you give me, can you give me a full rundown of, like, the actual, not just kind of, like, what I've heard, but the actual pieces of what you... Right, um, yeah, so I have some evidence um, that definitely leads to the notion that the Kiwi has been extinct for a number of years, and our government and journalists are covering it up as not to shatter our national identity. So when we, when we say a number of years, how many years are we talking? Are we talking I five? think I think it went extinct in the 80s. In the 80s? In the late 80s. Because when did the Moa go extinct? Okay, the Moa went extinct... It was before colonization, I believe. Really? I, I'm honestly just talking shit. I don't know. <laughs> so, Basically, the Moa went extinct hundreds of years ago. Okay, so the Moa, I thought the Moa was a recent extinction. 
Do we have any recent extinctions in New Zealand? Do you recent? Oh no! I mean, we had no rhinos, so I don't. I feel no like rhino. the you rhino. rhino I feel like the rhino extinction is the one everybody talks about. See, I think it's bees, which is a, a lie, mm. by the way. The bees aren't actually going extinct, aren't they? No. There were, I, I, for memory, this could be completely false, but what is a podcast for if we're not sharing <laughs> false information? Um, the bees had one year, I think it was in like 2007, where their rates dropped like 90%. Oh, shoot. Like there was a huge drop and all the scientists started freaking out like, pro bees, pro bees, pro bees. And then everyone was like, yeah, bees. But they're not actually dying. They're fine. Oh, well, good to know because I've been worried about them. Yeah, I've been thinking about them, you know, um, Jerry Seinfeld and yeah. all those, you know, I hope he's okay. But, I hope he's um, doing okay. It was actually my mother who first told me her theory that the Kiwi had gone extinct when I was a child. So we're passing this theory down like generations. (laughs) Generationally. So I think when it comes to busting conspiracy theories, you kind of want an outside perspective. And she's Mm. not a New Zealander. She moved to New Zealand in her late 20s. Okay. Where's she from initially? From Wales. Ooh. So she moved from one tiny sheep-infested nation to, to another. Na- to another. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, family's Welsh as well. No way. Yeah, my brother has a big Welsh dragon on his arm, and it's like, okay, calm down. Classic. <laughs> We're like three generations removed at this point. You can, like, you can step back off the edge a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she, as soon as she got here, it didn't take her long before she was like, they don't know, the Kiwi's extinct. Uh, and she said this t- to us a lot as a child, and I didn't believe her until I started working at a museum, a natural science museum, in my 20s, and I learned more about the kiwi and other native birds, and I was like, oh my god, this bitch is dead. <laughs> this, this bitch is <laughs> This dead. bitch is so dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> But the fact that the mower and the Haast Eagle, the Haast Eagle, that's the other had gone extinct and the Kiwi had not gone extinct was kind of bananas to me. Do you know much about the Haast Eagle? No, it's it was just like an apex predator, right? It was yeah. So if it was alive today, it would be the biggest bird in the world. Ugh, it that. weighs about Wait, what about like ostriches. <laughs> <laughs> by biggest, I mean like the heaviest. Oh, oh fat boy. So. It's the heaviest bird that can fly. It would be about 13 kg, and its wingspan is 3 meters. Do you know what kg is in pounds? I, I try to make this palatable for Americans. No, I don't know what pounds is. Ooh, I don't know. Sorry. Yes, because I'll, I'll give a little bit of a, a history lesson on the, the kiwi and a bit of a tangent coming up. Oh, here. great. That's cool. Yeah, so the Hastego, 13 kg, 3 meter span on the wings the mower up to three meters tall both went extinct but the kiwi this flightless <laughs> very docile bird um mm. has still made it through even though ferrets and stoats and dogs and cats We're are all like mm, yum kiwi so feeders. i'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here and please for, for people that aren't kiwis i'm gonna gonna talk a little bit about the kiwi itself yeah yeah please so well, because I recently found out the other day that a lot of Americans think that the kiwi is the size of a kiwi fruit. <laughs> that would be so cute. Yeah, like a, a kiwi fruit-sized kiwi is my ideal bird. That like, is very cute. No, kiwis are about the size of an American football for the Americans. Yeah. They, they, they're quite big. They're quite sturdy. 
Um, if they're real. And if, a if fun fact I learned when I worked at a museum is that over time, the kiwi has gotten smaller. Yeah. But their egg has stayed the same size. Yes, so kiwis lay very big eggs. So the basic rundown of history of kiwis were that they were a flight bird at some point. Okay. Um, when New Zealand split off from uh, that big mass of land that we had at some point. When New Zealand split off, they were a flight bird. And then uh, New Zealand had no natural predators. Mm-hmm. When, when, when we colonizers were, were like, let, yeah. let us fix that for you, babe. Yeah, the colonizers <laughs> were like, uh, have you guys had a cat? <laughs> <laughs> May I offer you a stout? <laughs> I, what are stouts? Let's be real. But we have the, we have the, no, do we have the cute, no, we have the cute possum. Americans have the ugly, vicious possum. So we have the cute, yeah. good possums. They right? have, their possums are like white with red eyes, right? Which yeah. is always, it's always low on the list of cute. Yeah, albinos, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with your red eyes. Um, but the kiwi, because there was no predators on New Zealand naturally, they over time got real fat, mm. which, same, and then just lost its power to flight. The wings never grew to keep up with their body weight. So they have these little stubby wings and this real fat round body. And these really long beaks, because they had to evolve to be like, oh, i got to eat worms out of the dirt now. <laughs> and, yeah, they just lived happily on the ground for many, many years until colonizers came along, brought their rats, their mm-hmm. stoats, their cats. And uh, all of those love eating kiwi feeders. They do. Which they who doesn't? bloody you know, love snack. it. And today, okay, I'm saying today, if the kiwi is alive, <laughs> yeah, like we're being told it is, um... Its body is so small, but its egg is so big that it's the equivalent of a human giving birth to a two to three year old. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Which again, so much. which was another fact, which is like, girl, she's dead. Like the kiwi, she's died. Yeah, she like died she's in like she's over. Cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the kiwi's so cancelled. Um, so I worked at this museum and I'm like, okay, mum, I see, I see what you're saying. And then I learned a second piece of information that 100% sealed the deal for so me. My, my, oh, wow. Um, so I am going to have to like I sit down in the seat I'm already sitting in. Like, I'm going to need another seat <laughs> to be blown away by this information. Now I'm... this tangent won't make a lot of sense to non-Kiwi, so I'm going to try to explain as much as I can. As we've said on previous podcasts, fuck you Americans. <laughs> yeah, screw you guys and our extremely niche knowledge of a four million person country. Yeah, but we're the best. So. Yeah. <laughs> So in early 2000s, um, something very iconic happened in New Zealand, which I is that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you were born in the born early in the 2000s. 2000. Oh my God. <laughs> Not one part of me existed in the, uh, in the That makes century. me feel so old. Anyway, another thing that happened in the early 2000s is that a sheep left its flock, lived in a cave for six years. And was not shorn throughout that time. So once they discovered the sheep, the sheep was carrying about 30 kg of wool. Again, I don't know what the American measurement for that would be. Anyway, it's like relatively close in pounds, I think. Like 30 kg is like 40 pound or something. Right. Along those it was lines. a lot of wool. So he, yeah, he was a big deal. They shorn him. Yeah. Shun. Shun. They shorn him. And they had all this wool. It was awesome. Um, but they wanted to keep kind of pulling him out for events. Iconically, <laughs> a couple of years after he was first shorn, they shared him again on an iceberg. 
Um, I didn't know that. Where was the iceberg? I was, I think, just outside the South Island somewhere. You're like, let's get this boy down to Antarctica. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall being like, look, shrink the sheep, we need to make it happen. 2.0, what do we do? Anyway, this is related to the Kiwi being extinct. Oh, yeah. I will get there. And that is that a friend of a friend who worked at a newspaper, I will not say what newspaper or what friend. I mean, we condone naming and shaming on this <laughs> podcast. They dropped the tea. The tea. That Shrek had died <gasps> shortly after being shorn the first time, and there had been multiple Shreks, multiple oh sheep, including the one that had iconically been Sean, on an iceberg. That is some scandal. I have never <laughs> heard that before. So this is completely... I, like, I, I, there's no evidence. There's no, no. evidence. Of course there's not. Why would There's no evidence. But I think the thing that really set the wheels in motion for me was mm. that I don't feel like Shrek the Sheep was that integral to the New Zealand identity, but they still went to lengths to cover it up that he mm. had passed away, what would one do if the animal that we literally name ourselves after is on our notes, it's on our coins, it's on all of our tourism merchandise, mm. had passed away 30 years ago? You know what I mean? Like, you'd put some effort in. So I already have a little bit of a rebuttal to this. <laughs> okay, I, all right, hit me, hit me. I haven't really gone into yet, like, I, I, I say yet, so I okay. know I'm not, not going to... Yeah, girl, get ready, girl. <laughs> um, I, you, you haven't really gone into, like, why you think the kiwi's actually extinct and yes. the evidence for that. Yeah, yeah. But with the Shrek the Sheep, I'm assuming he was owned by a private farmer. Ah. Who would make money off of his appearances. This is interesting. Would make money off of carting him around and merchandise, stuff like that. The kiwi is a bird. <laughs> it's, a, it's a species. It's not owned yeah. by anyone. But the government. Mm, mm-hmm. But I feel like the government has a big stake in the kiwi still being alive. Yeah, the kiwi shareholders. The kiwi shareholders. like 50%. <laughs> Can you think of the upheaval? Mm, the, the, the dilemmas. The, dile- the national identity crisis. See, this is why my mother was the perfect person to point it out. She had no stake in this matter. Mm. She's like, this doesn't affect my national identity. I've got the Welsh dragon. I've got the daffodil. I've got the leek. I've got casual racism. (laughs) (laughs) Have you not heard about the leek? No. So the leek is uh, Wales's national vegetable. That's iconic. What's ours? The kumara? I guess it is. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with your first, (laughs) your first point. All right, um, I'm going to begin by asking the audience a couple of questions. Okay, but you're asking, you're convincing me. Yeah, so. okay, well, I mean, you're an audience. Okay, right? so I'm <laughs> I guess I've, okay. I've been demoted to listener. Number one, mm-hmm. when you picture a kiwi... Got it in my mind. You got, do you picture a cartoon kiwi, an animated kiwi, or a live action Flesh and blood kiwi. Is this rhetorical or do I answer? No, yeah, what do you picture? I picture a real kiwi. Okay, okay. But I can Strike see picturing one. like goodnight kiwi or... Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, that's the first question. I, I picture a real life kiwi, so okay. I'm sorry to burst the no, bubble that's all good. That's all good. Um, there are many more to call you out. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Number two. Have you seen a kiwi in person? Yes. Number three. What were the lighting conditions like? 
Ooh, girl. So, Kiwis are nocturnal. Uh, okay, you're right, yeah. So I'm not saying to explain why the lighting conditions, why they were, why they were. Uh, okay, I'm saying, okay. what were the lighting conditions? Was it bright? Was it well lit? Dim with very mild lighting, enough to see a shadow or like a plant move. But I have... So, okay, on last okay. week's episode, we talked about Tahi the Kiwi. Yes, classic. An, an iconic Kiwi, honestly. <laughs> iconic. And I, I have seen him very close. I remember one time mm. when I was 14, him up against a glass. Like, he was on the glass. Like, he was just, like, resting. Because he's wow. got one leg. He was, he was he's, like, tired. He's got one leg, yeah. Tired from hopping everywhere. Yeah. And he was resting up against the glass. And I was there, like, hey, sis. And he wasn't in light. Mm-hmm. But my eyes had adjusted to the dark of the nocturnal room, mm-hmm. and I could see him. You could see him? Yes. Okay. Okay, nice. That leads me to my third or fourth question. I'm not sure. Counting's hard mm. on a Monday night. How long did you see the Kiwi for? How many seconds of good eye to Kiwi contact? <laughs> Did like you real get real romantic? Like <laughs> yeah. sexual music. He eyes. Um, I would say, as a general rule of thumb, you would only get about two, three seconds of a kiwi. Okay. Just like a quick little pow. You like know? a glance. Like a glance. Yeah. Like they run in. They're like, hey, and then they leave. Yeah. Uh, like me at any social event, <laughs> but, um... Like me to the snacks table at the social <laughs> event. Thanks for inviting me to my party, bye. Yeah, except you get, like, two seconds of me, like, 20 times throughout the night. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep coming back. Okay, so you have seen a stationary Kiwi. You have seen a Kiwi stop in front of you for more than five seconds. He was there for about, I would say, I'm awful at time, by the way. I would say five to ten seconds, and then I tapped on the glass and he ran away. Okay. Because I was like 14, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> was there anything about this Kiwi that was different yeah, from what leg. society had led you believe? Yeah, one leg. <laughs> he had one leg, yeah. He had one leg. Most Kiwi experiences are very dimly lit, usually under red light. You will mm. see them running, you will see them... Um, foraging, you'll yeah. usually see a bush kind of shake and the tour guide goes, that's for Kiwi, that's for Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me just throw something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they've put animatronic <laughs> or <Disney> puppet. <laughs> I'm not saying that they have like dark crystal-esque puppets. David Bowie's there. Yeah, Every David time you Bowie. see Kiwi, That's David what I'm Bowie. saying. I'm saying they have put birds or other animals oh. similar to the Kiwi in the area. And I think the fact that the most famous Kiwi in New Zealand has one leg <laughs> is a little bit of a red flag that perhaps it's an animal that was, like, genetically has one leg. That made him in a lab? You know what <laughs> I mean? it up a little bit? You know what I mean? It's, it's suspect, the most famous. The other thing is that <laughs> another really, really famous kiwi is the albino kiwi. Again, is this mm. just a white bird that is not the kiwi? And Maybe. you're like, look, guys, it's, a, it's weird to me that every kiwi we know has like, severe like abnormality. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's a kiwi, I swear. <laughs> every famous kiwi has some kind of abnormality that makes it different from the kiwis we know from animations. 
But isn't that kind of the point of something being famous? Like a famous bird, like Shrek the sheep. He was just a sheep, but okay. he, he had a lot of wool. Doesn't mean sheep are fake. I think because it is our national icon, I mm. feel like I should be able to picture a kiwi in my mind's eye. And then go see that kiwi. That looks like all of the representations of it. I'm, okay. I'm just going to say, every time I have seen good live action footage of a brown kiwi with two legs... <laughs> It's always from the 80s. There's always some lady with a perm and like some really high-waisted jeans and the image is a little faded. It's always... That could be from now. Yeah, true, (laughs) true. But as a child, it was always footage from the 80s. I'm just putting it out there. I have no facts to back that up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And now, the newer footage... Yes. Would... I haven't seen it. This is the thing. And all new... Because I've seen your footage... But that could be CGI. And um, have you seen the Jungle Book? The new, the live Oh, yeah, I book? loved that. I thought it was great. It was actually kind of good. Apart from the ending where there's like a girl and she's just like Mowgli, but she has like 11 year old boobs. Like, why do they <laughs> keep doing that? It's funny because my major issue with the Jungle Book is also gender based. It's like, hey guys, there are literally no female animals in the jungle. <laughs> so, how do they procreate? Um, there, there's... There's the snake. There's the snake which, who's a villain. Which pisses me off because it's like, you know, the sexy dark woman. Yeah. Um, and also there's the, there's literally the mother yeah, and the, mother the whore. <laughs> the mother and the whore, yeah. Those are, those are actually my tarot readings every single time <laughs> I go. Um, mother and the whore. I don't know what it means. I think it means teenage pregnancy, but we're going to find out. <laughs> I was in a playwriting class when I was 20 because who has not done a playwriting class when you're 20? You're not 20 yet, but I'd imagine you will do a playwriting class. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, there was a young man in the class who had been accused of his writing being a little on the basic side for the female characters. A man in his 20s doing basic female characters. And uh, the teacher went into a little more theory being like, hey, dude, like, don't feel bad. A lot of mainstream um, plays, movies, novels have a problem with characterizing women in these three categories of, you know, mother, wife, or whore. So don't worry, it's probably a learnt behavior. And he went, mother, wife, whore. So that's a problem. There should be more categories. There should be more women. <laughs> and, the, and the teacher went, well, yeah. And he said, when I think about the woman in my life, there is no one who does not fall into those three categories. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then all the women in the class were like, what category am I? Like, I hope oh my I, God, It's yeah. like, I hope I'm none of those people to you. It's like fuck, marry, kill. Those <laughs> <women>. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyway, that was, um, as you can imagine... Um, that was a really fun afternoon. So you believe every Kiwi is... It was all filmed in the 80s. All live-action footage of a Kiwi was filmed in the 80s. Yes. And all famous Kiwis that we see today are uh, anomalies of Kiwi. Yes. We don't have any purebred, salt-of-the-earth... <laughs> I want to see a brown, two-legged, docile-eyed Kiwi with a newspaper from today... You know what I mean? Shaking yeah. Jacinda Ardern's hand. That's the footage I want. I don't want footage of that Kiwi from the 80s or 
uh, footage of an albino kiwi. I want just kiwi some reverence, baby. Personally replaced. Exactly. I would like to exactly. say that a lot of this rhetoric indicates that I'm not a fan of the kiwi, and I really want to clear that up. I think it's a really, really fantastic national icon. I think there's something super funny and subvertive <laughs> about picking a super weak, flightless bird. It's also um, the, the logo for our Air Force. Yeah, it's huge. a flightless bird. Huge. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I hope that that irony has a sense of humor. So yeah, I definitely want to say that I think it's great. And an American pointed out to me at one time. Gross. Um, <laughs> And he was saying to me, it's so typical. It's so typical of you guys to pick this bird that's going extinct. It can't fly. It's a funny shape. He's like, get some self-confidence, Kiwis. Um, I think we're very insecure, low-key nation. Um, okay, so do you, have a, do you have a next point that you want to go for? A next point. Uh, okay, it would be, as I've already reiterated, I'll just summarize, that two of the most powerful birds that the world has ever seen mm. did not survive colonization. Um, and that is the Haast Eagle, 13kg, 3 meter wingspan, and the Moa, another two-legged flightless bird. But it was three meters tall. He was a big boy. Oh, he was such a big boy. I would ride him. Not, like, sexually. Like, <laughs> i put a little saddle on him. Um, and another great fact is that the Haast Eagle would literally eat the Moa. It would prey on Moa. It would hang out in a tree. Maybe they just made each other extinct. <laughs> yeah. Like Cancelled each other out. So what happened is um, humans made the moa extinct. Okay, and meaning then, seriously, humans. Humans. And then the extinction of the moa made the Haast Eagle extinct. Ah. Yeah. So I'm saying all this shit went down in the Kiwi that cannot fly and is very friendly and docile. It's like, hey guys, I'm doing okay. <laughs> It's almost like colonization is bad for, like, Yeah, for everything. Like, yeah, like, maybe we just shouldn't... Maybe the British shouldn't have just come anywhere. Like, this is just a hot take. It is. It's a hot take. Yeah. Um. So, I think, as, as a rebuttal, as we okay. like to do on this podcast... Let's hear it. I think there's a very real and good reason for the Māori to go extinct. So, the Māori... Um, you said pre-colonization, so I'm going to assume the Māori here. Um, apologies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was my understanding from working at a museum is that it was a huge source of meat. Yeah, so it was a huge source of meat and the feathers and the down were used oh, as yeah. blankets. Multi-purpose. It was, a, it was a really popular bird. Like, everyone was just like, oh, we're going to stab this. Yeah. You know, um, and they were bloody stupid. They were a stupid. They were a stupid bird. And you've already pointed out that naturally that killed off the Haast eagle. Yes. But would you not say that a stout, a rat, a cat and a dog being introduced into the area would also be a very real reason for a bird to go extinct. A bird that could not fly. Kiwis are a forest and mountain bird. Not okay. mountain, like peak of mountains, but like they hang out in those sorts of areas. As do stoats and ferrets. Yes, but I'm uh, the reach by time ki the stoats and the rats and have all like spread out to where the kiwis are and started hunting them down. Plus, not to mention that there are other birds to eat other than the kiwi. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By the time they'd all stretched out and got into those areas, the kiwi would have learned a bit of self-defense. Okay. Gone to like a, a rape prevention class. <laughs> and um, it would have... I just think we would have... I think by that time we'd already figured out conservation. And we'd already figured out that sort of thing. By the time the reach got big enough that it was dangerous. Okay. Okay. I mean, 
You're and, wrong. But <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, look, we've been told since we were children, I was a child of the 90s, you were a child in the 2000s, mm-hmm. that the Kiwi exists. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of reasons why it could exist. But I'm just throwing out those hard-to-answer questions. Okay, so you're mainly just here to challenge my, you know, uh, question everything around you. And I think it's a great lesson for life, actually. Also, I mean, in terms of the lies that we know now, we have been told mm. by governments. Okay, so do you, have any, do you have any other final points before we go for a break and then a verdict? I feel like I, feel like I just want to summarise because I feel like all the points have been... Um, very Solid. well articulated. Okay, number one, Shrek the Sheep um, did die. That was a cover-up. So they covered up Shrek the Sheep's death. Mm-hmm. To protect... Yeah. Kiwis are fake. Exactly. Okay. Um, number two, the Hast Eagle and the Mower, which were very, very strong, very, very powerful birds, did not survive uh, New Zealand. Okay, yeah. Yet some... The harsh climate of yeah. Aotearoa. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a palatable yeah. <laughs> place to live. Um, number three is that most people's interactions with Kiwi... Uh, in the dark, with it darting around very quickly, mm. and it is in very, very poor visual conditions. Number four, the most famous Kiwi today have severe abnormalities. Okay. Indicating to me they are not Kiwi. They are actually another species of bird that are being put forward as Kiwi with abnormalities. Do you have an idea about what species of bird could be disguised as a kiwi? Well, I think if to do that, you can't release what the species of bird is because then people would be like, no, that's the one-legged pow pow. Made that name up. Pow pow's a cute name for a bird. That's one-legged pow pow. That's not a kiwi. Are you thinking, there's a a bird, and I can't remember what they're called, but they basically look like... Takahe, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're brown and ugly. Wow. Well, there you go, Sam. <laughs> I've solved it. There you go. You've it's answered your own question. It's just them in kind of like a big coat. Yeah. And right. I feel like for how often and how well we get to see Kiwi, they could be any bird. They could be a man with a stick just kind of like rustling a bush around. Very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, like zoos on a budget. Exactly. Could definitely do that. 100. And was that the, the final point you made? I'd say that would be my final point. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to take a quick break, and over the break I will do some deliberation and some hard thinking about these facts. Stone Cold Facts. Stone Cold Facts. None of it is slander. (laughs) No, and then um, when we come back, I will give you your final verdict. Oh my god. And we're back. Well, hey. What a good break. It was so good. I mean, I ran a marathon. Yeah. I just did a quick, I went hunting for kiwis in the bush. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't, find didn't find any. Didn't find one. Didn't so find one. I think I'm, I think they're not real. Um, Is that the verdict? No, 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 no. That was just a joke. Okay. But now. I'm ready. Is time <laughs> for the verdict. Yay. So the way we do it on this podcast. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I realize I built up the direction. <laughs> So the way we do it on this podcast is I give you two verdicts. Okay. I give you one, which is a simple whether I believe or whether I don't believe in your theory. Okay. The second one I give you 
is an out of ten score about how just Ooh. downright convincing, you know. Because I feel just being like, yeah, I believe this or I don't believe this yeah. isn't. Let's put a number on it. Representative or fair of yeah. how you performed. Life's not black and white, you know no, what I mean? There's a gray area. Um, so, on the scale yes. of believe mm-hmm. or not believe. Oh my God, here we go. I give you a somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I'm so not... what's my number score? Okay, give, wait, hold up. Okay, sorry, jumping the gun. I, I'm i definitely not fully convinced. Okay, that's fair. It, it, the government's done a number on you, Sam. They have. I've definitely been brainwashed. Um, but I just think, you know, it's my personal experience. Okay. So I think maybe I would be leaning more towards not believe. Okay, okay. But... On the flip side of that, mm-hmm. you have made some great points. Thank you. And your score out of 10. Okay. Your believability. Okay. I'm going to give you like a 9. Oh my god. 8.5, 9. Wow. Like there are a couple of things like, I, w- I want to give you less because I feel like you're not like fully invested in this. Like you're not, you're not out there every day I'm just going to tell you something about me, Sam. Um, I'm profoundly polite to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> So I do find it very hard to assert one's beliefs for yeah. <laughs> another person's yeah, belief. Okay. Yeah, I'll kind of like be like, let's go in and go home and be like, oh my God, do you know what they believe to my boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I think like a solid 8.5 or a 9. Love like, it. Mmm, tasty. Like, I just think a, a couple of the things you laid out, the only one that I was a little dubious for me was the Haas-Steagle and Okay, yeah, that's I, I can explain that away with logic, but... Mm-hmm. A couple of the other ones really got me. Right. The, the footage. The footage. The, the famous Kiwi Shrek the Sheep. Mm-hmm. I mean, just 10 out Girl. of 10. Girl. Well, not 10 out of 10. Girl. Well, maybe like the Shrek the Sheep segment is 10 out of 10. So, oh, I mean, yeah. the median average gets brought down by the Hastego. I'm going to go away. I'm going to go ask my family. When you picture a Kiwi, do you picture An animation. Yeah. Or a real life Kiwi. What were the lighting conditions? What were the lighting conditions? What were they? I'm going to get that tattoo to my forehead. What were the lighting (laughs) conditions conditions? when you saw the Kiwi? Um, Okay, so do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Oh, yes. You can find me and my stuff by looking up Discharge Comedy anywhere. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I reiterate, please write comedy afterwards. Please do not just Google Google Discharge. Discharge. Also, don't Google Discharge Ladies, even though it's a female comedy joke. Mm. Do not write Discharge Ladies. Write Discharge Comedy. Discharge Fruit. Yeah. Like discharge, Rosie Howells. Um, oh I'm pre- yeah, that comes up with some videos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is only comedy related, no <laughs> medical files. So yeah, that's where you can find me and information about our next gigs. Awesome, and um, I'm going to give you the opportunity oh to plug your shows. Go. Our next show is Discharge is Rotten to the Core. Uh, the Rotten Cores is our fictional comedy punk band, uh, throat themed. I'm Peachy Kane, lead guitar. Uh, drummer is Sour Grapes and lead singer Lemon Lime Bitters and we're playing at Bats from the 2nd to the 6th of October and if you want to get your fruit-themed comedy fictional punk band fix there's only one place for it I feel like there's another part of this that I should be doing so we did social medias, we did shows social medias, we did shows I think that's it what's your favourite flavour of fruit burst? (sighs) look guys um 
there's something really complicated. If you're vegan, you're no, is there's something really um, extreme about my artificial fruit uh, preferences, and that is my all-time favorite artificial Please fruit say it. is lemon. Oh no, it's lemon. But plot twist: my least favorite artificial fruit Don't flavor say it. is banana. You whore and pineapple. <laughs> So my life is very high risk, high reward. Every time I pop a yellow lolly in my mouth, I'm either going to fucking love it or loathe it. And that is the line I walk every day. Gee, how is banana your least... It's so sick, Sam. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Okay. It's, it's like people who drink banana or lime flavored milk. I it's love like, banana milk. It's like, did someone not hug you enough as a child? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, Rosie, for being here. I've had I've had a blast. Thanks for having me. No problem. I would have you again. Oh, baby. But we're gonna wait until some more comedians say no. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, Rosie. Thank you, Sam. And I will see you on the other side. I don't know what that means. See me on stage, girl. Mm, give me tickets. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook at Unpopular Opinions Podcast, Twitter at Podcast Opinions, or Instagram at Unpopular Pod. Support and inspiration for the podcast goes to Tiffany Lynn Ellis from Rec Collect, as well as Caitlin Hempstead from Lizard People. Music is supplied by Hexlite and Filmstro. Tune in next week where I'll have another amazing comic ready to spit their stupid on the mic. Don't think too hard, and thanks for listening to Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions.